Hi, I'm Natasha. And I'm Penny. And you're listening to The Wibs, the podcast for women in business. We're here with practical, real advice to help you get ahead at work. Without the BS. We'll be the work wives you've always wanted. Let's go. Hi, I'm Natasha. And I'm Penny. And welcome to The Wibs. Today, we're going to talk all about how to keep a team of A players. Okay, so personal story time. Straight into it. Yeah. I like it. No, yeah. no, no I'm going to go Don't pop it. it in. Just no, we straight in. No, no fluffing. No fluffing here. <laughs> the people need to know this story. Absolutely. Okay. So in your gap. I recently lost <laughs> an aim. Why are you laughing? This is a serious <laughs> story. She's going to listen to this and be very sad. But yeah. I I recently lost an A player. And so this is the inspiration for this episode. And I think that when it comes to retaining amazing talent at work, you need to really consider the other person. You need to think about what's going to be able to build them up and make them happy. And I think in the case of the the person that moved on to another job in, in my situation, it was a couple of different reasons. And I think that if I had listened to an episode like this maybe a year out from it, maybe there would have been some things I could have taken, some lessons I could have learned to do things differently in order to be able to retain them. Mm. And I think that's a really vulnerable approach and a way to understand the reason why we're we're speaking to this one in particular one thing that I think we did really well um, as part of the business that we worked in together was the ability to create a really safe space and a really mm. strong culture and I think since being out of it I've and and speaking to a lot of different business owners and a lot of their challenges are within culture mm. and I find that incredible because I understand it, it is a, it's it, creating a team of a players is not easy um, I think, you know, there's not a lot of things that I will admit to, like it's, you know, humble brag or whatever it is, but I strongly believe that we were able to build an incredible team of A players. The team that we had um, in the business that we worked in together was an incredible team. And I, and I, mm. that's one of my proudest, my, my biggest milestones in, in career is being a part of that, not necessarily building that, but being a part of that. There's a lot of learnings that we got from that as well. I don't think I realised how much of a challenge it was um, for us to create that, how many learnings we had out of it and how many people are experiencing it right now. Yeah, it's a really important thing. And I think even touching on the experience piece, like one of the things that when I started at the company, you actually sold me on was your retention rate of A players. Mm. And that I think it was 100%. our boss at the time that said, I've never lost a person that we didn't want to lose. Like mm. it was about, you know, keeping that connection and making sure that the important people felt recognized and that they were able to grow and accelerate their careers. But I think retention can sound like a little bit of a, a fluffy thing at times. And I think for some people, they look at it as pizza and perks. And it's actually not that. Like when pizza it parties, com- we, we had to do a few pizza Yeah, so pizza hey, perks. We added alcohol too. I'm yeah. Naturally. It's always fun. But it's alcohol's a secret. Yeah, that's it. That's it. We actually can end the episode now. Our goal is a secret and goodbye. But why this might seem fluffy, staff retention and turnover is actually really impactful when it comes down to your bottom line. You know, when you are losing staff, it actually incurs a huge cost with it. So they say on average, 33% of an employee's yearly salary is what it costs for one to exit and then bring another person back in, which is huge. Which is huge. It's and the other thing is, like, the IP that you're able to have as an employee in a business is incredible. Like, you don't realise what you know and being mm-hmm. part of a business for a long piece of time, you become invaluable. You become invaluable because it's beyond just your skill set. It's the fact that you know the business, you know the people, you know the product. You can't teach years of experience. And if you're able to retain an employee for a long amount of time, you can't reteach that. The other side of it is, 
as a manager, you've got a management style mm-hmm. and you get a bit safe in it when you're around people that you know and it's something that you really you really hone into, that type of man- management style, sorry. And be able to surround yourself with people that react well to that and, and want to be led by that kind of management style is really important too because it is it is a huge factor in when you're retaining staff or you're getting staff involved is the values of the business as to whether or not they align. Yeah, 100% agree. And I think the final point on that would be if you have happy employees, which is a big part of staff retention, you end up having happy customers along the road. Like there is actually a link between the two. Happy employees are going to be more efficient, more productive. They're going to be able to do a better job at their job Mm. if they're enjoying what their workspace is every day. And I think if you think about how that impacts your bottom line, then this is one of the most important topics that you can discuss if you're a leader or a manager within a business. Absolutely. If you're a leader right now and you're managing a team, this is the right episode for you because it is, it is beyond, it is beyond, you know, just being a good person. And, and, and and it's, it is actually going to directly affect your performance within your business, your career, the ability for you to be able to attract and retain A players Mm -hmm. is a complete direct reflection on who you are as a leader and your ability to accomplish your role. And I really do believe that. And that's A players. I'll be very, very clear when I say this. And this is why we kind of preface that when you did start with the business pen was we never lost somebody that we didn't want to lose. Now, retention, I don't really, I don't really care for retention, um, you know, employer retention stats because you can keep, shit kickers for years absolutely you can cool they just fuck about and they don't do anything awesome great but if you're actually able to continually increase the amount of high performance high a players the people that want to be there and you know that when you walk into a company like you can say there's something special about that you see it you see it when you walk into a company and you see how people interact with each other you see how people interact with their boss and you can see you know, the people when the boss walks in, it's, hey, how are you going? How was your weekend? Instead of, hello, yep, yep, or, or everyone goes quiet. Mm. You can or tell. you start doing your work when the boss walks in. And oh, I think you can, you can see ridiculous. that shift in people. But I think, yeah, you're right. It's it's not so much about keeping everyone. It's about keeping those people that are high value. Because there's a, I think there's a say, I think you say this a lot as well around uh, um, higher, slow, fire fast. Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely, and it's 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 mean. Like it's not, well, I don't know that it's 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 a harsh rule, but it's an important rule because mm. you need to know whether someone's going to work or not. And if you as soon as you realize that they're not the right person for you, you need to fire fast. And the reason for that is it's not just for your own sake; it's for their sake as well. That's yeah. something I had to learn when I had to start firing people, which is the, the there is never a nice no. way to do that. It's never going to be nice. But the one thing that helped me sleep at night because I had a lot of sleepless nights, especially in the beginning. But one thing that helped me sleep at night was thinking you are actually doing better for them. If they are not a good fit right now, all you're doing is just expanding their time here and you're wasting their time. They could be elsewhere and not only their time, but you're wasting their team's time because if they're not performing and they're being, you know, the person who's not bringing value, everyone around them is at a standstill or having to work extra, extra hours to make up for them. 
It's not fair to your team. As a leader, you need to make these hard decisions. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think it's the hard decisions around who you get rid of, but also these are the things that you can start to put in place to make sure you're keeping the people that you do want to hang on to. And that's ultimately the goal here. So in terms of our strategies about staff retention, I think one of the biggest ones is around investing in your employee engagement. There's nothing worse than disengaged employees. It's about being able to show them that you can, you actually hold value in their opinion. You want to be able to do things like, you know, gather their feedback through surveys. You want to be able to understand what your company and what your staff members are thinking and feeling. Absolutely. I think to share an experience here, I I always like was like, yeah, great culture, great culture. But <clears throat> how was I actually to know that we had a great culture mm. um, other than me, the general manager at the time, saying that it was the right thing? Like, yes, you can kind of get a vibe, but we had to then go and send out anonymous surveys because mm-hmm. I wanted to get feedback. I knew that I had a great relationship or I hoped I had a great relationship with staff, but I needed to give them the outlet that I wasn't able to, that they might be intimidated. You never know how you come across sometimes. So we sent out anonymous surveys weekly and they would just be based on, you know, all different aspects. It was a program called Office Vibe and it was anonymous and it would send out things like, um, you know, how do you, do you feel supported by your manager? Mm. And it'd be all random, all random, all anonymous. And it gave you the ability to reply to these anonymous comments and have it to, um, back and forth conversation with them without them exposing who they are. I thought that was really important because I wanted to allow people to speak freely. And yes, you should be able to speak freely with your manager. Absolutely. And I, and I hope that everyone felt that way. But if they didn't, I wanted to give them that outlet too, just in case. It was like plan A is you can come to me anytime. I, I'm open door. I will never judge. I'll never get angry. Let's go. Plan B is if you have anything that you want to, you can't, you don't feel comfortable talking about. Mm. Use this as a use this as the outlet, and it ended up being really important because we're able to put kind of like a data led and a non bias tool to help know whether we actually had a good culture or not. Not just us being like, yeah, it's cool. Like we yeah. actually were able to put it into something tangible. Yeah, you're stress testing that opinion, and I think it's great. And part of this, so you're if you are gathering this data and this feedback, another thing to make sure that you're you're actually investing in their engagement is making sure that you start to action. If they've got that feedback, if they've something that they mm. want, if something that they need as a collective or as an individual, that you're helping to show them that their input and their opinion is valued in that way um, by starting to implement their suggestions. Absolutely. If someone's got a suggestion, and I think empowering people to do that as well, it's also a part of, okay, <clears throat> someone's got a suggestion. Okay, do you need my support to do this or would you like to do it yourself? Like, is this something that you want to own? Because the other side is, you know, coming over and be like, oh, I'll do this. No, no, no. Do you want to own this piece? Is it something you're really passionate about? Would you like to do this? I think having those two-way conversations with employees is really important. We've spoken about this book before, but one of the most important books I've ever read as part of a manager, leader of a business, whatever it is you want to call it, was The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. And by, I think it's like Patrick Leo, Leon, I don't know, something, something. Look up five dysfunctions. We'll put it in the show notes. You'll find it. Um, but pretty much they, it is an incredible, it's like a fable. It's like storytelling based on dysfunction, reasons that a team wouldn't work and the reasons why A players, you know, people, you lose A players. And I remember what we did to make everybody listen to it was we had a strategy day, which was an offside strategy day that we would do. We'd have like a... Offsite strategy day, we would come up with what the strategy would be for the next quarter and then we'd have some fun. We'd, we'd go stay at a farm and we'd, you know, I don't know, 
play games and it was just it was a really awesome time it was just it was a bit of like work hard and then play hard that's really how the space that we like to live in but I did say and I know I sound like a nasty bitch but I I did say in order for you guys before you come to this strategy day I, I need everybody to read this book because I need you to be in the same mindset as everyone else and out of fairness to everybody there, I need you to understand these five principles because if you don't understand these, you're going to come in with a very different mindset to everybody else on this day. And you're about to spend 48 hours with the same people and if they've done the work and you've just decided not to, it was like a, it's, it's like a two-hour audio book. You can't listen to a two-hour audio book for 48 hours of being in the same mindset as everyone else, then maybe you're not our people anyway. Anyways, everyone did it. It was incredible. And yes, I tested people to know if they did it or not. But... <laughs> um, but everyone did it and we were able to have one of the biggest, most open, most powerful conversations as a team. I, I, I still speak to people that worked within that business and I ask them what their best you know, strategy day or best time away is and everybody notes that one time. And I think it's because we were all able to get on the same page, quite literally because of the book, and be able to be really open about what it taught us, not only about ourselves but how to communicate with others. Yeah, I think that's a really powerful message of how – when you're giving someone that that level of opportunity to talk, you're mm. listening, you're taking it on board and you're giving that feedback and that back and forth to make it really engaging for them. I think the second thing that we know has a result in, in terms of retention is prioritising that personal and professional development for your team. I think I can't tell you how many times people have come to me after a performance review and said the main thing that they're looking for is that level of development. And I mm. think that especially as managers and as business owners, you can sometimes get stuck in the day-to-day. You can get stuck in the weeds of, I'm here, we need to do this work today. This is the thing that's important. There's a deadline, whatever. And that's all well and good and that is important. But if you are wanting to people to work almost like a machine, then that's great. That'll work for you for you know the short term. But in the long term, you need to have a plan for your people. Mm. You need to start thinking, well, how are they going to grow? What does this person's role look like in three, four, five, ten years. What's my succession plan for these people? If you don't have that, people feel lost. They don't feel like they have any kind of development path for them. And I know even from my own experiences that when someone's taken the care and the energy to say to me, hey, I can see that you might need some support here or what do you want your direction to be and I can give you the tools for X, Y, and Z to help Mm. you get there. Absolutely. And you completely like, and going back from their goals, like, what do you enjoy? So you've been in this role for a year now. What do you like about it? Mm-hmm. What do you not like about it? Okay. Let's, let's, let's take some of what you like about it. Okay. If you were then to look at what you, what it looks like in a year's time with the things you like, mm-hmm. what do you reckon that role could look like? And start getting that out of the person because it, that's what show, that's what management is. It's, it's not just, you're right. You're not just managing robots. You're managing a person who has, capabilities and it is your ability as a manager to really hone in on those and work out okay this person's really good at this they really don't like this part though how can we fill the gap there so they can continue to work into their element of genius and keep striving and growing because again this isn't just fluff if you're able to get somebody to do that and be a good person and lead somebody as a good person you will get the most out of them. You will, yeah. And that's just it. And that's going to make your job easier. It means you're going to be able to go home and see your kids. It means you're going to be able to go do your stuff because you've got a team who is happy and they're thriving and they're doing things that they love. You don't have to own your own business to have a purpose. And that's one thing I want to say. You can work within a team and be a team leader or be a manager and have purpose in your day. It's not, I know it's all like, 
oh, pie in the sky, you've got to run your own business, nine to five shit. I don't care. That can all go in the bin. And I'm, I am somebody who runs my own business. So I can be the first one to say that because I've lived in both worlds. You can find purpose in every single day and, and absolutely love it. And that's what you want to get out of your people. You want to get, what do you want? Do you want a bit of a lifestyle? Okay, let's let's work some stuff around. What do, what what's gonna what's gonna get the most out of you? Are you a morning worker? All right, let's work on that. Like, there's so many things that you can do, but you've just got to listen. Yeah, I really agree with that. I think it's about that individualized approach. So if it's something that you can offer, you know, whether it's like an internal training, whether it's a mentoring program, whether it's sending someone to a conference that hasn't maybe had that opportunity yeah. to do so, there are so many different creative ways that you can then help to prioritize that level of professional development at work for your employees, for your staff members. And even if you're not in a managerial position, for example, if there is something that you want to do, you see that it would be helpful and beneficial for your team, that's something that you can propose and put forward. It's mm. not, it doesn't always have to come from the top down. No. If no. you see that it, it could help someone within your team or yourself, then put that forward. But as leaders, as managers, I think it's really important that you prioritize that because if people don't get that value from their workplace, they'll find somewhere else that will do that for them. I agree. I agree. And I think the final point, like if there was one last one that I'd like to really drive is to not forget to recognize your employees. Mm -hmm. Sounds simple, right? But I'll tell you right now, a gift certificate for $25 for working somewhere for 10 years isn't it. No. You've got to be better than this. This is 2023, mate. Like grow up. Um, we need to be doing more for our employees now. Um, they're the ones who are doing the hard yards. You're the one getting the paid the big bucks. You need to be making sure that your employees are being well looked after. What I mean by that is a whole suite of different things. I understand if you're not making budget or things aren't working the way you want revenue goals, potentially it might not be a financial. Yeah, this um, doesn't have to just be financial. This doesn't have to be financial. This is celebrating the wins. This is like, you know, a player of the week. This is, um, you know, all these different things that you can do to celebrate somebody's achievements mm. is so important. I remember in our, in our um, workplace where, and I don't know whether this is big or not, but for us it was because this was somebody's role and that was to grow our account to 10k um of, of uh, on instagram and as soon as she did it we're like yep all right let's go order the balloons yeah <laughs> so we had to make sure we had these big 10k balloons we were already having a bit of a winery day that day for um into financial year but we really made sure that we had created a really cool vibe for her because we really wanted to celebrate she's done this like she has worked so hard to do this you don't Get, you don't achieve things like that for no reason. And we wanted to make sure she was celebrated. A lot of the time sales, like people that have sales-based roles or revenue-based roles get celebrated. But I think what's really important is celebrating the ones that help them get there. Yeah, exactly right. And I think that that's what we, when it comes back to like not just making about perks or I guess monetary items. Oh yeah, because you can get into the perk war as yeah, well. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then you go over and over and you're trying, always trying to compete against yourself. And I honestly think that, being on both sides of it, being a manager and being an employee, it's actually a lot less about that. And it's also understanding what people value as well. Because yeah. for someone like me, while the, the monetary side is fabulous and, you know, we love that, we love to be rewarded, you know, financially, but also we like it from like, you know, a perk and opportunity, great. Mm. What it means to me to hear someone's feedback on my work, especially when I've done a good job, it means so much more. Mm. And I think that if I could tell any future managers or future owners what style I would like to work with it would be that that recognition piece yeah. to be able to say great point. yeah 
That's a great point because I think sometimes you get lost and you're so busy. And as a manager, mm. and I'm sure you've experienced this as well, yeah. where you're just like, go, 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 go. Yeah, that's really good. All right, um, so when's the next thing coming? And you just get into that. Okay, that's awesome. That's really cool. Thank you. Um, all right, so the next thing is this. You don't actually take a step back and go, hey, that was actually incredible. Yeah. That was awesome. And Thank it's you about, so much. And I love that people get to do that and hear yeah. that. But I think one thing I will say is, when you are putting something like this strategy in place, when you are recognizing employees, be specific. Mm. If they've done a good job, don't just say you've done a great job and then move on. Tell them why, why that that was a fantastic strategy or how they implemented that or how they responded to that customer. Tell them why, because that will make them feel recognized and heard. And it's not something that you're just kind of saying as a throwaway line. It's something that adds value to their day. And I think it's really important to remember. And shows you're not just reading off a book, how to be a manager. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that, that great work. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thumbs up. Like it's, it's you know, and, and being a manager is hard, yeah. right? It's not easy. It takes years. You don't just get a role. You don't just get a fancy title. You mm. sit down and all of a sudden everyone's going to respect you. It takes a lot of hard work, mm. a lot of hard work, a lot of hard work. <laughs> say, say it again. It does. It's just, it, it's not easy. It is not easy. And um, it took, it, I will tell you right now, it took me eight years to be uh, what I hope is a good manager. Mm. But it took you me. Are, but you're it, a good manager. But it took me, well, I don't know, kind of like my, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're still working together. So I feel like I didn't turn you off that much. But I think it, but what I what I want to really stress is that that eight years was a lot of learnings where I wasn't a good manager, right? I did a lot of things that I that I look back on and I'm like, mm, it's could have handled that situation better. But you learn, you learn and be kind to yourself and learn these things because then as you, you know, as you learn and you gain that respect from people, it is a, such an invaluable skill. Mm. And I've learned that now that I've left the business. Like I can't believe, you know, I've still got connections with everybody, well, almost everybody at that at that business. Yeah, and I think that's a really special part about being able to grow into the manager that you're meant to be if that's your pathway mm. in life. But as we were saying at the top of the episode, you know, we did lose someone who was fantastic and a really critical part from a cultural perspective and also from a, just a general sheer workforce perspective and the team. And I think that when you're applying these lessons in your own life, whether it, you are working towards becoming a manager or you're already in that position at the moment, one thing to know is that it's not ever something that you can reach like a level of perfection. There's constant refinement in this. Absolutely. So don't be afraid to try and test out and implement techniques and ultimately I think it's about getting to know the people that you're working with, what they value, what works for them. And hopefully you'll have a very long career with a massive team of A players and it'll all be happy days. But if not, these are some tools that you can go back to to try and make sure that you're keeping the people that are good. Absolutely, absolutely. So if you have if you are having any issues or any, you know, staff problems, please send the questions through. We're happy to help. We want to start being able to answer questions. Um, at the moment, the only question we got was <laughs> perfect. I'm really glad that you brought that up. And um, we won't reveal our answers here, but if you want to know, DM us and uh, we'll let you know. That's, it was a, such a wholesome <laughs> episode, but we just, we brought it back but down to who we are. We got. I'm actually not lying. That, was, that yeah. was quite literally the only question we got. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate and subscribe and we shall see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.